podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, it's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. It's me and Decker tonight. <clears throat> the boys are back in town. And we are going to be doing a live question and answer just for you guys. So if you do have any questions that you want to send our way, we will go through as many as possible. We'll probably go for around about 45 minutes tonight. Not too long. Don't want to spoil you too much. Um, so we are going to be here mainly to talk about... Can we call him Newcastle United saviour? Has he saved us from relegation, Mr. Eddie Howe? He has, hasn't he? You have to say he has, yeah. Um, the guy's the he's the absolute man. There's no real question of that. Um, I think probably what we will talk about, and maybe people ask questions or whatever, is like the belief that we had when he was linked with the job. Um, would he be the man? Would he be good enough to get us out of the trouble? I think maybe he's, mm. you know, and... I was I was quite well. I say quietly confident. I probably was confident when we when we appointed him. But as we'll probably get onto, there was there was games and points within his tenure where I was worried. Um, there was. Yeah. So <laughs> at the very start, just let let's not like get. I don't want to say give too much praise because Eddie Howe deserves all the praise in the world. And at the very start of his time at Newcastle United. It, took a while to get that first result the first result being against Burnley but we saw improvements massive improvements from the previous owner and I think it took its time and yes the January transfer window did help but are you are you more frustrated at the the lack of credit Eddie Howe is getting right now from opposition fans by saying the only reason Newcastle are in the position they are right now is because they spent a hundred million. Massively, yes. Because, like for me, there's many teams that have that spent money before, and I've seen managers get credit for how the team's performing. Mm -hmm. You can spend, you know, let's be fair, right? You can spend all the money that you want, but there's still, you know, you've still got to put the pieces together. Yeah. You've still got to come up with the tactics. You've still got to motivate these players. You've still got to manage egos, which no doubt they'll have. Um, and I think what makes the job that Eddie Howe's done even more impressive is we hadn't won a game in 14 games and the confidence and the morale of that club was was shot. Now, don't get us wrong, of course. Of course, the takeover helped. But even when the takeover helped, we were still getting beaten games because there was a couple of games before even Eddie Howe come in because they give Bruce a chance, right? Let's be yeah. fair. They, they yeah. let Bruce kind of carry on. Um, now, the the one there's one person I believe it was was it Don Hutchison because I actually shared it as well. Um, he was on some sort of panel show if you like, and he spoke so much truth and sense about the Eddie Howe situation mm. about like what we speak about on here. Yeah, in terms of the players he's improved, but other other than that, opposition fans, the media, the press, like he doesn't seem to be in contention. A for manager of the season. That's one thing yeah. that's not getting talked about. But he's not getting any any sort of credit, mm. which is like. I find that mental. And part of us thinks it's because of who we are. I honestly think if it was Aston Villa, right, mm. I think the media would be waxed a little bit. So, so we saw the, the the credit and the plaudits that Steven Gerrard was getting when, when he was getting results at Villa. I think Villa might now be on five consecutive defeats. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that today. So, well, I mean, yeah. Probably. Eddie Howe's never had that at Newcastle no. United. No. Um, Eddie Howe went no. nine games unbeaten. He's now four consecutive wins, looking for our sixth consecutive win at St. James's Park, which is, is crazy to think of. And yes, of course, we're not going to sit here and say the January transfer didn't help, because of course it did. But if we just look at that in that, that January transfer window, so you brought Kieran Trippier in, okay? Let, let's talk about other fans' reaction to bringing Kieran Trippier in. Apparently, he was just here for the money. 
He didn't give a shit about Newcastle United. Everything which we've seen from Kieran Trippier is the polar opposite to that. Even after his injury, he's involved in every team photo. He's there supporting the lads. And he said, despite his injury, he wanted to be around that dressing room mm-hmm. and be a part of, of what was happening at Newcastle United. So tell me now that he doesn't care. Do you think that 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 um, opinion was jealousy from a lot of other clubs, you know, of us being able to attract Trippier? Because let's be fair, when we were having these links, even we were like, oh God, like, that would yeah. be amazing. We were worried in case another club come team in. came in. Yeah, because as long as my United were going to, there mm. was there's certain things. And I think that a lot of that was bitterness. Well, that's twofold, actually, sorry. So I think fans saying that on certainly Twitter and the such like saying, he's only come for the money, he's not really mm. interested. I honestly think that was jealousy from a lot of them thinking like, he is too good for your club, which let's be fair, probably was. Probably right was at that point, definitely, yeah. I think we we're bottom of the league at the yeah. time, so he was. Um, but when I like the ones that were annoying me, and they shouldn't annoy us, but the way was like Simon Jordan. He was really giving it that mm. he's only come for the money. There was others on said show that were saying well, the same thing. We'll, we'll talk about Talksport and the thing with Talksport. I guess I, I understand that they do say a lot of things just for a reaction to get people calling in. But I don't think Simon Jordan does. I honestly think Simon Jordan just does not like Newcastle United and whatever happens at Newcastle United. He's probably one of the people that realise that, that the potential of Newcastle and, and think, I don't really want them to have a bite of this cake because maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I know what they could possibly do. I, I blocked them. In, I think it was around the trip yeah time. I blocked, like, unfollowed him and all the words and all the rest of it so I wouldn't be able to see him. And I will be fair. It was the other day I decided to actually go and have a look and see if he's mentioned anything to do with us. And he hasn't mentioned a single thing throughout this run that we've had, and, mm. and the, you know, the, the movements that we're, we're seeing in terms of stats, in terms of well, league position from when how came in, the form this turn of the year, and he's never commented once or said anything about it. And I'm thinking that is bullshit. That, yeah. like that is that is bullshit. Like, mm. um, and listen, like Simon Jordan shouldn't keep us awake at night. He doesn't. But uh, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just annoying, though, isn't it? When you going back to your first point, sorry about you've got someone who's come in where. He had an incredibly tough job, like how, like when he come in, like that was a hard job to take mm. on. Um, Even and, harder if you mm. look at a couple of games after he's he's taken over, and he, he's, you're still not getting results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I think yeah. he took the job, which was a hard job anyway. Mm-hmm. Then a few games down the line, that job got a lot harder because he didn't get that initial bounce, mm-hmm. and, and the likes of uh, Stephen Gerrard got it when he went to Villa. He did, yeah. Um, yeah Norwich, when Smith went there, they got a little bit of a bounce. And there was somebody else, I can't remember who. There was another team that got initial. And we never got that. No, we didn't. Because to be fair, I sat here and I did say it. And I wasn't questioning how. I was just saying that at the time. Oh, I thought I might have gotten a bit more of a bounce at the start. Because I think it was Brentford was the first game, which, to be fair, I actually really enjoyed the Brentford game. But mm. we didn't win. 3-3. 3-3. We're going to yeah. three. I came away from the game. Um... Well, you know, to be fair, I mean, unfortunately, Howe got COVID, so he couldn't even attend his first game, yeah. technically, which was thanks, a shame. Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Um, not you, Adam, but Adam. Not Adam. <laughs> but Adam. Um, but we scored three goals, but I came away from the game thinking, God, we've conceded three goals against Brentford at home. Like, okay, it's not great, but, like, you know, it was a bit better. You know what We're I mean? We're scoring goals. We're scoring goals, yeah. <laughs> We're actually going forward. Um, and you're, you're totally right, because to be fair, even the Burnley game when we won, it was a scrappy game. Mm-hmm. The goal was, a, Wilson did very well for that goal, I remember, but it could have been shot off for VAR, and we didn't exactly play well in the game. But since once we got that win, well, that, of course, we mm-hmm. then kicked on massively. And I think one of the big worries as well was that game against, uh, in the Cup game, was it Cambridge? Oxford, Cambridge, which one was it? Yeah, Cam- it was Cambridge it? United, wasn't Cambridge. it? Cambridge, yeah, yeah. We were, we stunk St. James's Park out that day. Well, again, that, that, and I'm not gonna lie at that point because that was a pretty strong squad that it, we put out, really and was. I thought, shit, yeah. are we gonna get out of this? I thought exactly that because Trippier was playing. I believe it might have been his first was, home game. Was, well, it was his first game yeah. since he. I think it was only a couple of days after he signed. For the yeah, club. and I remember seeing that I was actually in London at the time on holiday, and I was coming back, and I, I was watching it with my dad on the train. Um, Were you off to see Back to the Future? By any I chance? was actually Back to the Future. Yes, I've seen it so many times. Yes, it's a fantastic show if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> But I was, I was on my way back and they were watching the game. My dad, was, my dad said straight away, he was like, God, look at the team sheet. I mean, it was everyone. It was, mm. it was such a strong side. And I was like, oh, this is going to be mint. This is going to be the kickstart of the Howe era that we're we'll wanting. This want. is going to be 4 yeah, 5 nil. Yeah, we're going to be 4 or 5 nil. Everyone's going to love it. And we got beat. Yeah. And, and I th- you know, I thought, 
that's horrific. Yeah. And it was horrific. We can't, oh, you can't, yeah, tell, it was, you know, it was honking, um, honking to quote a friend. Um, and something that I've learned, and maybe fast forward slightly here for a second, but losing games of football now, truthfully, and I mean this, won't hurt us as much. I feel like mm-hmm. before when we used to lose games, it really hurt. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I feel even if we're going back to back defeats, it's all right. Like yeah. it'll, it might hurt at the time. I'm not saying the defeats don't hurt. That sounds a bit daft, but I believe in the process of what how can do. For example, we've lost three games in a row just before there. Yeah, we've won four in a row now. Like okay. I believe. Do you feel as if, despite us being on the end of a negative result, that will be a plan afterwards? Hundred percent, yes. Whereas we didn't have that under the previous manager and Steve Bruce. Yes, in in not not so Rafa, but even managers before him, where you would lose a game. Um, you know, you hear the quotes in the news and the media, the program, for example, of like, oh, we've been working really hard in training, we've been doing this, and they were kick off the following weekend, and it was exactly the same performance mm. that you've seen the week before and the week before that. Whereas I feel now, all right, we might lose a couple of games in a row, but generally, like, I feel there's be a plan mm. there. I feel yeah. on Monday morning, you'll have them in, they'll be working on things, they'll be looking at the previous game. Um, I think that's you know what I mean? win, lose, or draw as well, mate. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I imagine how even when we've won a game, we'll be like, well, this is still where we can improve. Yeah. Similar to what Rafa used to do with players. Yeah. He used to get three points. He used to be on the pitching game. By the way, you you over there, you did that wrong. Did you love that? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, it was class. Yeah. It was only dumb he had a whole of yeah, it. <laughs> He'd be like, we've won the game, but he would have a whole of someone telling them what they've did wrong. So and... that, that's trippy. I take off the list. Um, oh, sorry, yes. We'll move along to Mighty Target. Once again, fans of opposition. Um, Laughed a little bit at, at Target coming in because Villa didn't want him, so he's gone to Newcastle. We, well, a lot of a lot of fans thought that we get in the, the shit end of the stick because Villa brought in left back from Everton, who was this gold plated left back apparently, yeah. uh, and we brought in their their scraps uh, as as they said. Wow. He's amazing, isn't he? He's been yeah. fantastic. Mate. It's been linked that a possible £15 million move for him. Yes. Snap the hands off all yeah. day long. Yeah. 100%. I mean, uh, I think Mark, um, and this isn't a ticket, Mark. It's not. Um, but Mark Mark was worried when we signed him. Mark was like, oh, I'm not so sure. Like he, at times, was saying he didn't know if he was better than Lewis, who couldn't make the squad at that time, mm-hmm. uh, didn't get in the 25. But my, my, like, my honest opinion was he's played in the Premier League for, for a lot of years. He was Aston Villa's player of the year the season before that. Um, and I've, I've always said there was there was a couple of positions within our team that if we get someone that is good at that level, we will see a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And there's no question since he's come in, we've seen that. In that area of the field, how improved we are. If Villa are looking back at this, <laughs> do you think that they regret that decision? I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, someone it was a Villa guy in my comments, wasn't it? Didn't wasn't happy with what I said about the the, the new signing. Which, yeah, you know, I'll take that back if yeah. I was wrong. And I'm not, I'm only human. Um, but I think if I asked him now, <laughs> like even surely he would agree yeah. that Target is a. Uh, I, I still find that strange, you know, that they were willing. Well, I say that. Sorry, is it because he's? It's not a an exotic name. Well. Well, the other thing I would say as well, Target wanted to play first team football, mm-hmm. so you've got to give him a lot of credit there because when when it, when the signed uh, Dinya from Everton, Target could have sat on the bench and mm-hmm. no doubt would have played. By the way, yeah. Now, it, it times be, yeah. within games he would have played, but in fairness to Target, he thought, you know, what is if you don't think I'm good enough to start, then I want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And for us, we were luckily for us. Luckily for us, yes, it worked out perfect for us. And I think the rumours that I'm hearing about the 15 million. Again, it's great business from behind the scenes, and that they've put something in place. Mm. Not to credit the previous owner too much, but and certainly the managing director. But I remember Dubravka situation that we loaned Dubravka, but we had that in place, in place. Yeah. and it worked. It worked great. And the new one has done something similar. And hopefully, so, it sounds like there's nothing concrete, is it? But there's a lot I don't of think it's concrete. Rumors, but I think there, there was an agreeing principle, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, um, which is amazing. Yeah, and fifty million, you know, in this market for someone that's got the experience that he's got in this league. Mm. And we've seen the ability that he's got. And, and, and Keegan puts in, in the comments saying, it would be criminal not to buy Target. Lad doesn't miss a beat. Solved so many of our problems. I couldn't agree more. Sums it up. Could, Sums it up. Could man. not agree more. Um, another defender which we brought in was local lad Dan Byrne. Once again, fans of other teams laughed at that signing because he was Brighton's third choice centre-back. 
once again. Fantastically up for Newcastle, mate. It's unreal. And, and now, listen, I'll hold my hands up here, right? I'll be fair. When we signed him, um, I wouldn't say that I was... Well, I certainly didn't think he was as good as what he is. Let us say mm. that. Let us say that. Because, I, you know, I knew things about him. I'd heard things about him. And uh, I'd love that he was a local lad. Of course, that, that does help. Of course, it does. But at the same time, just because you're a local lad doesn't mean you're going to be a good player, right? It means you care. means you care. I care. But I wouldn't be any good. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? But um, Don't put yourself down, Dagger. Thank you. You could do um, a job. But Yeah, bad one. Uh, but when, when we signed him, I was like, okay, right, we'll see what he's got. And I knew within, as I think everyone did, within the first 20, 30 minutes of his first game at St. James's, you know, mm. we knew that he's a, good, he's a great player. So we've got a comment in there saying, guys, he is from Northumberland slash Blythe. Well, no way he's from. It, it's a local lad. <laughs> a local lad, yeah, local lad. Just because he wasn't yeah. born a stone throw away from St. James's Park, yeah. he's a local lad, just like we are local lads as oh. well, but we weren't born in Newcastle-upon-Tyne either. That's true. But he had a season ticket. He's sitting with his dad. Like, for example, when we won that game, I can't remember when it was. But full family were there. Full family were there. He's hugging them. Like, no team in the world, for me, has moments like that from mm. a player because like, they're just not able to, which is the way it is. And that was a special moment. It really was. And Dan Byrne came in, and a lot of fans were worried that he wouldn't be able to... Keep possession with the ball, be comfortable with the ball at his feet. For a lad, For a lad. that's towering yes. over the stands in St. James's Park, he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Very comfortable. Yeah, very. And that and that is, I've said this a lot of times on here, um, and I'll go back to the Rafa days when we used to play five at the back then, or certainly three. When we had Lejeune and Shea, I thought that was the time when we were becoming a better team because we had two ball playing centre halves. Burn and Shea, or, you know, like, mm. if, if, and to be fair, it's a great partnership. It is, that you have. and I think Shea is is become a better centre half because he's had Burn alongside him. I really do think that. Um, and again, like, it's fantastic because, in, in fairness, as well, we, to mention that we didn't, haven't really got anyone still behind the scenes that is doing the groundwork of scouting and stuff. Right? Mm. It's still not really in place, but we've picked out. Well, we're going to come to the main guy shortly. Mm. We've picked out someone that was saying we've got Burn, we've got Target, like players who. Who have been an amazing impact, impact immediately being hit the ground running, which is which has been fantastic. Right? Um, so um our friend I, I I'm sorry I'll get the pronunciation wrong of your name. Aditya says, Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant about Dan Byrne being a local lad. Oh, I think he was a Decker yeah. and the other guy. Oh, this is Chris. The this other is, guy. This is Chris. <laughs> it's my face on the start of every pissing video. He goes, hi, Chris. Just to let you know. Just to let Chris. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, though. Thank you. <laughs> um, right. So let's go right. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Let's go right to the very <clears throat> top of the field before we get on to the main man. Oh, and we'll go to Chris Wood. Ah. I know I've said in the last few players that we've just mentioned that fans laughed at us. They laughed the loudest at this one. Chris Wood coming in for £25 million, I believe it was, in total. The reason we brought Chris Wood in. Two reasons, I believe. One, it takes away a threat for Burnley. Yeah. And they were, were in the relegation fight with ourselves. Second point, nobody else wanted to do Newcastle uh, business with Newcastle United player, uh, with Newcastle United to sign a striker. We've tried for a few people and apparently the money just kept on going up and up and up and up. Chris Wood had the buyout clause in his contract. That's why he came in. And looking back now, despite not scoring many goals, he was unbelievably influential in that nine game unbeaten run for us. Mm. Doing all the dirty work. Yes, I think we're both in agreement, me and you, Decker, that he could be a lot better with the ball at his feet. But you can't take it away that he's being a part of this change at the club. Um. No, no, hundred percent agree. What, what I would say, and, I, and I'll and I'll stand by this, and it might, you know, some people might not agree. Um, Twenty-five million is a lot of money. Now it's not my money. I woke up the next day and hadn't come out of my bank, so that was fine. But it is a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. But what I would, you know, in hindsight, what I would say is it was January. Um, we were desperate because Wilson was out. Every club knew that we needed a striker. Um, and I think the points you've said about it was hurting Burnley, who was a relegation rival, I definitely think played a part. I could, could be wrong there, but 
from the outside, it looks like they knew that, like in the thought, you know, is he's available. It was trippy as agents, the same agents, so they clearly must have gotten some kind of mm. some kind of tell there that 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 was there. Um, Probably from his agent. To be yeah, fair. yeah, that's what I think. I think the new the new something, but he's been ever present. He's led the line at a difficult time because, as I say, the, the point when he come in, you know, we we're, were still struggling, we we're still in the relegation zone. Um, and without doubt, what, the one thing I've said about him is, is that he definitely works a damn side harder off the ball than I thought he could. Because mm. to me, I thought he was just a big lad up front who would hold the ball up. But in fairness to him, off the ball especially, he works really hard, really hard. Um, I've been critical in terms of other things, but what I would also add for him, I don't think he's had the greatest of service, even though we've won a lot of games and mm-hmm. we've, we have won a lot of games. We don't right? play to use strengths. I, d- I don't think so sometimes. That's probably the no. best way of putting yeah. it. So... But no, listen, he's, he's coming in doing a job. And I will agree with you that when we signed him, that was the one, that was the signing where everyone was having a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Shafflerack, you just sums up what you've just been saying there, like I saying, um, has service been an issue with Chris Wood? Mm-hmm. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of good quality crosses. Shelby beat Southampton excluded. Yeah, excluded, yeah. Um, I think it's just there hasn't, similar to what you've just been yeah, saying. There, there hasn't been. And I think something which which doesn't help with, if I'm honest, is, is what the, the three will play up front. The more inside forwards that they'll come inside with the ball, they'll cut inside. Mm-hmm. That takes you crossing away. And I'm, you know, I'm not talking about the old Keegan days where it was getting the byline like a rule fox and crossing the ball. But to the point that he's trying to make, and I agree with, we do have Almiron at the moment playing out wide when Fraser's not. He cuts inside. You've got Maxi on the other side. He's always going to cut inside. Mm-hmm. So that kind of takes the crossing away. So it is right, you know. And Keegan, great shout by Keegan saying losing Trippier was a big blow for Wood Service. Oh, 100% from dead balls, especially. Mm-hmm. And obviously overlaps or whatever it may be. Uh, it was a blow. It was a blow for everyone. I think I remember when he went down with the injury, right? I, I mean, was, I'm know. not going to lie, right? Uh, and I know what I started the thread on Twitter of um, highlighting people that said Newcastle United were going to be relegated. At some point, I think all four of us sat around, yeah, and we were shitting our pants that that could be the case where Newcastle United could be relegated. And it wasn't the case to, to mock Newcastle fans for saying that because we're all worried. It was more of the the like so you talk sports, the worlds and, and things like that, which found it, it hilarious to, to mock Newcastle fans. And obviously that's came back to bite them on the arse because at the end of the day, they're the paid pundits, the experts on this one. We aren't. We are just Newcastle United fans like the rest of you and we were just as worried as everybody else. Um, there's, there's a difference from, from getting something wrong and clearly having a vendetta or an yes. issue. That's what, listen, I have no issues if someone says that something's wrong. Like Christ, like that happens, right? Everyone can have an opinion and and it's wrong. That's not a that isn't a problem. Mm. But it was the way it, it seemed vindictive. It seemed personal, almost personal that they were loving the fact that we wouldn't stay up. Or mm. and that's that's what I think is is unfair. I really do. But if if a pundit comes on and goes, you know, I think they're struggling. This could be difficult. They might go down. It's fine. Like yeah, I thought that at times. Like to, to quote what I was meaning before, the Watford game was the one for me personally. When we drew that game, I left the ground thinking, you know what it is? I think this could be it. I felt that way. So, like, I, th- I think everybody was worried, mate. Um, let's get on to the main man himself, <laughs> right? This is the one who's been stealing all the headlines recently. Bruno Gomez. As always, I-, I tend to shock people, and I think you tend to shock people as well. When we come out with line saying, this is the greatest player I ever play for Newcastle United. Because it's, it's tongue in cheek sometimes. It's, right? it's tongue in cheek sometimes. It is, but it's always the two Brazilian lads, which which get that applauded from ourselves, Digger. Let's be honest, right? Bruno is a fantastic player, but I think once again, a lot of fans and pundits and the media outlets forget that I think it was five games before he got start. Five games, Eddie Howe, yes, won a great run of form, so it helped. Of course, it did. Julian was on. Absolute fire. Shelby, best football he's ever played in his career. Joe Willock in the centre midfield. That that trio were unbelievable when Bruno first came to the club. But Eddie Howe done it correctly and, and just bided his time with him. And just he said I think he's been caught to say that he wanted Bruno to, to experience Premier League football from the outside, watching it from the sidelines and coming on and getting a taste of it for the last handful of minutes in the game. That's what happened. Now you can't get his name off that team sheet because now that he's embedded his name in, in, into that start 11, he just makes everything tick. And I remember his interview when he first signed and he said, 
don't expect a goal scorer. Mm. I'm expecting goals now, Bruno. It's Thanks, mate. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a mad one. That is a mad one. I think, um, well, where to start? Um, I, I think you've got to give an awful lot of credit. First of all, first of all, you've got to give a lot of credit, I think, still to go back to Eddie Howe in regards to the formation change, right? He changed to a 4-3-3, playing three in the middle. Which we hadn't seen. How many right. times have we have been we screaming sat for that as well, Decker? I've said that for a long, long I time. I actually think we've had the, the the players at the club where you could potentially have played that in the past as well. Yeah, forget Joe Linton becoming a centre midfielder, which happens through an accident, obviously. I'm talking about the days when Hayden was fit all the time. I was saying just get you know, get someone alongside Hayden Shelby and then somebody else. Get three in midfield to tighten it up in there. Obviously, how's come in? changed to four at the back, went for the three in midfield. As I've said, Joe Linton kind of just happened, like through the Norwich sending off, it just happened, right? But you've got to credit them three in midfield for doing such an amazing job for so long, which allowed Eddie Howe's plan to work in that Bruno doesn't have to start straight away. Because mm. let's be fair, right? If we had lost two on the spin, say, Bruno's in. Yeah. But because we were winning games, or certainly not losing, we're, we're nine in a row, whatever it was, it allowed Bruno, as you've said, to just adjust to the training and just to watching the Premier League in regards to like the the, the speed of the game and all the rest of it. Um, the good thing was, is we used to sit around here and say, do you think Bruno will start this weekend? But you knew, you did know that when he did start to play, we are going to get even better. So we were good, we were good there. That, that mm. nine-game run, we knew we were good. And Joe Linton, uh, Shelby and Willock were brilliant they together. just need that, that touch of class in there as well, didn't but it? But we knew when the time comes, we're going to be even better. And like, I mean, it's just been there. Uh, and we're better. <laughs> like, it isn't. And again, I was wrong. I, I, I personally thought from the clips I had seen that he was more of a Shelby replacement mm. in the fact of he would kind of sit in front of the back four and, and distribute the ball and be pretty on the ball. He, he's got everything. Got everything. <laughs> Mark Shafter once again, Decker. I'll put the comment on screen. Says Bruno is a number six, a number eight, and a number ten <laughs> rolled into one. Yeah. There's literally nothing he can't do based on what he's seen. And again, who was that? Sorry, Mark Shafter. Uh, absolutely, by my Mark. Yes, that's exactly what he is. Um, he's, he's he can play well. And I've said this before, and I'll repeat myself. I apologise, but um, you know, in terms of modern football, where I, I keep hearing, oh, he's a holding midfielder, and oh, he's an attacking midfielder. He's a ten. Like back when I like you know back when I used to when I was a kid, players were just they were just in midfield, right? They would just do everything. Yeah, he is that. Yeah, he is exactly that. He can he can play in front of the back four. He can be a centre midfielder for the next thing. He'd be a number ten. Mm. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Simon, just to wrap it up on Bruno. Simon Logan says, um, "I don't get players' names on shirts anymore. Not since Shearer's days, anyway. But we're glad he wear the number thirty nine. So that was the player that I got on the back of my shirt. Was it? Yeah. So uh, this is the first Newcastle United shirt I've probably bought as a, as a that season. I'm, I'm t- probably talking about a decade at least. I never buy okay. Newcastle shirts of the season, like ever. But they had the seal on at the club, and I went for the blue mm-hmm. third kit, and I had to get Bruno thirty nine on the back of it. Okay. At that point, I don't think he had played a game for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, because yeah. like for, for me, and it's an I'm biased, right? I am biased, but Maxi will always will always have a special place in my heart, no matter what happens mm. in the future, like good or bad. Um, and and I, I will just be just give us two seconds. What I will say is, in terms of the dark times, I would say like I'm talking games where I didn't even want to go. Like I was, you know, I was so disillusioned with what we we're trying to do. The only probably reason I was going mainly was for Maxi, like because I thought, you know what it is? At least we've got someone who's going to get at them and he'll try. Um, so other, other, I know some everyone's saying Bruno, Bruno, Bruno for his shirt and stuff. I, I did buy one uh, with with Maxi on the back, um, because I thought he was my favorite player. Like, do you know what I mean? I loved yeah. him and I still do. Um, but now it's Bruno or Joe Linton for me. I think if I was going to buy one tomorrow. I get I think Joe. I'd probably go Joe. Like, to I'd be get honest. Joe yeah, because yeah, I absolutely love him. Yeah. Do, do you know what it is? I, I think in years to come, do you know how we sit around? Yeah, and we talk about football shirts, and we'll, we'll put tweets out now and again on um, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, saying name the first player that reminds you of this shirt. Mm. This season's black and white shirt. That's going to remind me of Joe Linton. In ten years' time, I'm going to think of Joe. That's amazing. <laughs> and again, and we spoke on Monday, didn't we? About like 
Um, just to quickly reference the the flag they had at, at the Carrow uh, Road there, the, the hundred appearances for Joe Linton, and like you know, you just what? turn around. Like the turnarounds, just, even to be fair, someone that we actually slagged off, and probably mm-hmm. rightly, Paul Scholes, right, has come out and said, he said, has there been a bigger transformation than Joe Linton? He said that Paul yeah. Scholes did, and we were having a bit of a laugh about how he was wrong. Um, like. I absolutely love him and I love everything that he's doing. I love everything he represents. I love the smile on his face. I love the appreciation that the fans are giving him. Um, and I have to be honest, if I was going to buy one tomorrow, it would have, it would have drawn the battle. And I think, just to answer that question, I think we can categorically say now that Jonathan's transformation in the Premier League is probably the greatest that's ever happened. I can't, I'm sat here and I can't think of a single player that's done anything like he has done. And we're not talking about a player who's playing in a winning team at that point. Mm-hmm. Jonathan got dropped into to midfield on the back of a 1-1 draw against Norwich. And I think we'll did we lose against Watford the week before or draw against Watford? It was draw, yeah. Well, I had two back to back. Yeah, so it sure. wasn't the fact where Julian and we've won four in a row. Then he's been put in that position. Yeah. yeah. He's he's been monumental in the turnaround. Yeah. But and also uh, there has been players for, for that clubs that have uh, been dreadful, but they've came good, but they've still stayed in their same position. Mm. So I can go back years and, you know, there's there's loads of players I can think of the top of my head here just now that were dreadful when they came in, but became good. But we're talking someone that's been bought as a striker mm. who then has become a centre midfielder, which is absolutely ridiculous at the highest level as well. The Premier yeah. League is, a, you know, you're, you know, League One. To make so, in, but, you know. there's, there's comments um, made us laugh a bit. Um, Freddie uh, says, I'll put it on the screen. He says, imagine waking up from a six-month coma and seeing a Jolin on flag at the Norwich away game. He's right, though, isn't he? He's right. Like, it's... You'd be like, what? Like, what's <laughs> happened here? Like, what universe have I woke up in? Because, I mean, you know, one thing I, one thing I do laugh at a little bit, and I, I, what, I, well, what I would say is I, I don't think we're on here ever critical too badly of a player. Mm. Well, you know, we'll, we'll maybe say they weren't very good and things, but we're trying not to bash anyone. I think that's one thing I would say. But... You know, we all sat and knew that this guy, I said, point blank, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. Like, yeah. he's just not. I think everybody did, man. Yeah, because he wasn't, right? He wasn't. But what a transformation. Like, it's it's mm. unbelievable. And and that has to go down, anyhow. Well, and Joe Linton as well. Sorry, of course, and the player. Course, yeah. The player always has to, has to, he's the person doing it. But in terms of Eddie Howe, in terms of how he's trans, trans, um, transformed him, um, is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I, I think the game for me that was, which, Really um, cemented that was the Man United game at home. Oh, I've was just put a comment on the screen um, a couple of seconds ago, mate. Somebody mentioned that. I'm honestly not reading the comments. I don't know what's coming. He doesn't. I feel he, like I, I can't like almost match I can't see the comments. Me on the other hand, I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about, but I just read what you were saying. <laughs> now I just say it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> see them. But yeah, so sorry. What did you say there? Who said? Uh, I can't remember who it was, mate. Um, but there was a comment saying I'll, I'll quickly find it. Oh, they, uh, Torfino. He might be Brazilian as well. Uh, says Jordan's game against Man United yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that was the game. That was it. I had so, so a lot of my friends are uh, Sunderland fans, ironically. Um, and even them were saying in our chat, were like, God, like you've been saying that Jordan has been good, mm. but that was you know, everyone was watching it on Sky. It was a big game, um, and he was incredible. Um, and that, that was the game for me where <clears throat> you know, when you think you might be riding a bit of luck, like oh, three or four games he might play well, but then we'll maybe see. Mm. That he's not right for that role. Christ, you know, 10, 20, 15 games in, and you know that the guy's got it. Yeah. So um, we're going to stock on three questions now. There's a handful already. Uh, we'll probably go for another 15, 20 minutes uh, before we'll, we'll sign out tonight. There is more stuff coming tonight from this channel. So you have got a match preview being recorded in the next half an hour as well. That won't be live. That will be going out for members early access. It will be available for members later this, uh, later this evening. Um, so if you do want to become a member of the channel, you can do so. It's two ninety nine a month. So less than a pint, Digger. We were just in the Centurion and that was <laughs> £6. No, sorry, it wasn't. It was £5.60 yeah. a pint. So almost half the price of a pint in the Centurion. Two ninety nine a month, and you get early access to videos. You get access to the Telegram group as well, uh, where you can come and speak to ourselves, me and Dega, along with everybody else from the Gattaca Shots YouTube channel, as well as fellow members and like-minded Newcastle United fans. So two ninety nine a month. Thank you um, for your support as well. Let's go through some of these, mate. So oh, yeah. first up is from Simon May that says, 
Do you think we'll go for another goalkeeper in the summer to take over or challenge Dubravka? This is something which we've spoken about quite a bit on a Monday night when we do the, the All Smiles podcast with uh, Bestie and Mark. I, I think Dubravka, again, I don't think he splits opinion as much as what he, he did prior to the defence having a, a makeover, shall we say. Um, but... For me, I like Dubravka. I really do like Dubravka. Yes, his distribution could be a lot better, but you could probably say that against a lot of goalkeepers. You're not really going to get that that full package of a goalkeeper. There's going to be something that's missing. Would I like to see somebody challenge for Dubravka? Of course I would. I would like to see somebody challenge everyone on that field because if there's somebody challenging, it's, it's competition in the team, mm-hmm. which is obviously hopefully going to get better performances. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on Dubravka. Do you feel as if it would be a bit harsh to go out and replace him? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Um, well, I say that, and in fairness, a few weeks ago, sorry, maybe a month ago, I, I, w- I, wasn't, um, I wasn't saying replace him, but I was saying, like, you know, well, maybe could do better in that area of the field. Um, but I don't think it's an area that we have to change now. Like, I, I don't feel like... There's no rush. Yeah. There's not, there's not, like... We'd say it's not a priority. No, it's not. Not to replace him, it's not. However, what I would say, and I agree with the question, is that I would like what to maybe see um, a better reserve goalkeeper, a second choice goalkeeper. I agree. Um, which, and this is well, t- twofold, really. One, of course, as you mentioned, a challenge to Bravka. But if Bravka gets hurt, I want better quality replacing him, right? So I think if we can ship off Darlow, uh, maybe to, I don't know, an upcoming Premier League team or a championship Links club. Links with Middlesbrough. Okay, fair enough. Still in the area for him. You just maybe have to move or whatever. Um, and then improve on that level, then I think it's definitely something you should do. Mm. Because, to, I mean, no offence, but Dubravka was injured for a long time, wasn't he? Not not so long ago. My Dolo had to come in we were all very worried. He yeah. had, he's had a few bad injuries, actually. I think uh, he Dubravka. picked one up on in national duty, didn't he? That's Ankle right, injury. Yeah. Ankle, yeah. yeah. And you never then know our, apparently our club's doctors and medics didn't do a very good job yeah. and that's why it was a recurrent injury that's right yeah i think two of them might have actually got asked to leave the football club that's correct allegedly but it's true yeah. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> but, but it's true but it is true yeah um so you know but if, if Rafa had an injury like that again and, he, and you're talking oh i'm going to miss 10 games i would preferably like someone better than Darlow to fill his place personally um, it's a hard thing though isn't it it's a hard position to fill because it's not very often that second choice goalkeeper gets a chance well, that was where all them years of Harper and Given we were mm. blessed because we had two unbelievable. And in fairness to it, we've actually been quite strong. I would even pitches, pitches. argue to say when we had Tim Cruel, we had, Aye. we had um, a yeah. oh, what's his face? I've got complete Rob Elliott, and I, I oh, yeah, quite so like yeah. Rob Elliott as yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did, you know, yeah. and I thought he was good second choice, very similar to that Shea Given uh, and, and Steve Harper, Harper yeah. scenario. Where I thought Robbie Elliott, he was a decent goalkeeper. Probably didn't get enough credit as what what he. He should have had at, at times, and he had a, a did not have a, a full season in, in, in goal for us as well. At what well, point? he had a real spell where I remember Tim that... Bolton, he showed that against Sunderland in the derby. Yeah, God, he pulled then off an unbelievable save. Elliot came in, didn't he? <sighs> what a save he did! That match, I remember. Um, and Elliot was almost a bit of a I, I don't want to say a cult hero because that's too strong of a word, but um, for someone that come in that really had no reputation whatsoever. Did become kind of loved towards the end. Mm. Like, I think people were like, you know, it's actually a good idea. You get the metal and that. You know what I mean? You're a good lad. You know what I mean? Yeah, lad, I mean? And uh, he give it his all. But and and in fairness, yeah. I, obviously, I've I almost sat here and criticised Darlow. Like Carl Darlow was coming in some very very <laughs> difficult times. He's done a decent job at one point, and as well. he did. And I was defending. I remember I was sitting here defending because Debravka was fit, and everyone was saying, "Oh well, Debravka should come back." And I was saying, "No, yes, mm. Darlow's de- deserved his position." Um, but that was maybe that was maybe twenty four months ago. 36 months ago when I said that, there is always a sell-by date on anybody. And for me, it's you upgrade, you know, keep Dubravka as your first choice is fine, yeah. but let's upgrade the reserve option and give them some competition. And if Dubravka does get hurt, we've got a better replay. And I think me, maybe the season after, so so going into, the, let's say, 20, well, it'll be 23, 24 season, the season after next, is then maybe look at, at that replacement for Dubravka, where if Dubravka is happy to do so, drop him, him into that number two role. Because obviously he'd be, what was he now? 31, is he? Yeah, he'd be, well, he'd be getting on there. Let me say. So you would, then. you would expect, obviously, he, he would should. I'm not saying should, but 
you probably understand if he was dropping into that number two role, still picking up a decent wage at oh, football right. club for being a number two goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it probably will need improvement in the future, but like we said at the very start, that it's not a huge concern at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, next question is from Tobias. That is, what style of football do you think Eddie Howe will bring in the next season? More the same or different depending on the signings that we're bringing? Well, he has said that he's not happy with the ball retention. He, he has mentioned that a lot in terms of he, he'd like to be better with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's similar to what you'd be seeing now, mind you. Similar. Yeah. Similar to what you'd be seeing now. A bit of, you know, pressing like we have been, which has been well, great. Well, let's be honest. If you take yourself back to that Chelsea game it was, mm-hmm. and we were sat here applauding how much we were closing that yeah. when when they were getting a goal kick. Yeah, we yeah. just weren't letting them then pass it out of the box. Yep. We were shit hot at that. Mm. And, and I think that's what we'll see more and more. Um, I do think we'll become, I think Eddie Howe would like would have become more possession side, like uh, have more control of the ball, but you sometimes with the players at your disposable, it's not always possible. Mm. Um, but I think, I think to answer the question, I think much of the same, really. I think uh, clearly he's, he's, he's always a high intensity working hard and look listen this, all you've got to do is for me I've, I said this from, from day one when we used to talk about stuff like this I would always just look at the best in class and the best in class are Liverpool and Man City mm. and you look at their intensity their work rate the pressing it's just unbelievable I mean just look at the European games this week here from them from them too it's just it's just unbelievable the level that they're at now of course we, we aren't going to be their level next season yeah. by any stretch, right? I'm not trying to say that. But let's try and adapt and copy what them do. Mm. And I think that's what Eddie Howe clearly tries to do. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll see much of the same. The better quality of player we get, that's when the possession... The easier that becomes. Becomes, exactly. But in terms of working hard, pressing the same as we have been, that'll not change. Can I just say that uh, Manchester City-Real Madrid game <laughs> is one of the best games of football I've ever seen. Yeah. And do you know what it is? The, the Champions League... Has done that over the last couple of years. Where I say the group stages haven't been much, but in these particular mm. games where it means something, that every game seems to be the best game I've ever seen, mm. and that was one. It was absolutely. Uh, it was at the point where I was watching that thing, and this is great. This then something else was happening. Yeah, yeah. Then Benzema just decided to just rip the piss and just do yeah. that penalty. Well, I mean, honestly, the yeah. confidence oozing from that kid is He's phenomenal, so phenomenal. So but yeah, one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Um. Moving on. Um, this one is from Marcus that says, Hello, do you fancy Lingard coming? I'll answer this one. I think the the boat's already sailed with Lingard. I think that was something that which we were looking at in January, heavily looking at in January. But I don't think it'll be the case come the summer. I think we'll look at other options before we go to Lingard. Um it's, it's an interesting one because I thought in January, probably, obviously, the, sorry, the, what was the person's name, sorry? Um, it was Marcus. Marcus. Marcus is obviously probably the same as us. Like, in January, was thinking, that's a done deal, or it's certainly very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking in January, don't worry, like, it hasn't happened now, but it'll happen in the summer. I, it's a difficult one to see where I think he might fit within the team in terms of how we'll play at the moment. I'm a, I, I, that's I, what I was struggling I, with. I do worry away he would play. Also, he hasn't played much either. It's, he's almost a year out, really, isn't he? And he's fact. not the youngest. No. Um, I don't know. Maybe I do agree with you, actually. Maybe that would we might look somewhere else. And if and if he is the only option. I, th- I think it would have been a great sign in January. Yeah. I, I but think I think so, in the summer, I, I, I wouldn't be excited by the sign of Jesse Lingard in the summer. Do you know what? There always, there's, a, there's a believer of these things happen for a reason. And I think... We've just said that that we think Lingard would have been amazing if we signed him in January. Who's to know, right? Like, mm. it because obviously the form we've been on, yeah. like we would have maybe had to reshuffle the pack a little bit to get Lingard in there. Um, I probably agree with that. I doesn't excite us as much, but having said that, he still brings quality. Mm. You know, he's still he's still a good player. Um, but then, but yeah. great shout here by uh, Dodgy Legs. That says depends how much he wants wages. Free agent is going to demand <sighs> oh, yeah. a huge yeah. wage. Yeah. Huge wage. It is. No, it is. It always is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go through the rest of them as quickly as I can. Um, so, um, as long as you want, Chris. Next one is, is from our friend Mark Shafto, um, who says, um, What do you make of Elliot Anderson's loan spell? And how do you think he can, uh, how far can you think he can go? Well, you go first. Anyway. So, yes, he, he's, he's flooding Newcastle United timeline at the moment. 
with scoring goals every single week. We've seen this before with players. We saw it with um, Adam Armstrong, a prime example, when he went to Coventry. Yes. Was it Coventry? Or am I making that up? Maybe. He went somewhere. Um, Adam Campbell was similar. Adam Campbell was the same. Adam Campbell's similar. Mighty Longstaff's yeah. doing a good job at the minute. At, uh, it's, the, these players get a, a, a lot of plaudits. Do I think he deserves a chance? Yes. Bring him into to the team. Bring him back to the club next season and see what happens. Uh, see if Eddie Howe fancies him. I think going forward, the youth setup at this football club will change and mm-hmm. you will see players mm-hmm. like Elliot Anderson being involved a lot more. But is it the wrong time for Elliot Anderson? Maybe if we had a player like him in two years' time and Newcastle United are, are getting more wins than, than losses on the board, it might be a different story. Right I now, think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's very hard. I think it's very hard that when I don't know, like, how can I word this correctly? Um, if you're a team, right, who is wanting to stay in the division, okay, so um, isn't expected to do anything really or challenge, just hover around. I actually think that's where a youth player can come in, perhaps easier or gets more opportunities. Mm. Whereas when I think you're part of a team who is really trying to progress and is is wanting to push on, it's harder for someone that's been at the club before, has went out the door to come back, back. in and then be part of that movement. I, I almost think that's impossible. I really mm. do. Um, now, having said that, having said that, he looks uh, like a great player. He does look. No, he does. There's no question. And I and this is this is where when we were losing every single week, that was when the time I was like, well, why isn't this guy getting a shot? How how can he be any worse than what I've just seen the last five weeks? Mm. Um, to to kind of go against what I've just said. I mean, Ivan Tony, for example. Ivan Tony was was deemed never good enough. Linked with a move back now. And now he's linked with a move back, and he is a good player, by the way. Attitude maybe a bit different, but it's a good player, right? Um, but if I'm being honest, I hope the lad has a has a great career, and I hope everything goes goes great. But I personally can't see it working here. That's just my opinion. Like I said, I think if there's a couple of seasons down the line and, and this is obviously not going to be Anderson, but it's a similar player that goes out on loan and has a decent spell, I think the season after we probably would use them a lot more. But I don't think right now, with, with what's happening at the football club and the transformation that we're going on right now, I don't think they'll look at the academy straight away and bringing those lads into it. I think they'll, they'll cement Premier League stays. Then, look at you look at Liverpool and you look at Man City, who have that luxury mm-hmm. of slowly embedding these youth players into the, the team, mm-hmm. having them in cup games because they've got fantastic players around them, experienced yeah. players around them as well in the cup games. I don't think we have that at this moment in time, and I think it's going to be a couple of seasons before we'll see that sort of transformation. Yeah, I would agree. I would, yeah. Um, right, a couple more. Um, this one is from Tunza, the one and only. <laughs> Says, what position will be accepted as a good season next season? <laughs> And will the fans back Eddie if we start the season off bad? It's a great question. It's a great question. I this is honestly something that I speak about with my mates at work, and and um, it worries us. It shouldn't worry us really, but like I I I, I want Eddie Howe to to be the man to carry us forward for years mm. to come. I absolutely, honestly, I absolutely love. Everything about him, to be quite. I love the way he carries himself. I love the way he speaks to the media. I love the passion that he has. I love his work ethic. I love his ideas. I love the relationship he's built with the fans already, almost overnight. I love the idea of him just taking them photos, which pisses every other fan base off. I love it all. That's my favorite thing about this. Season. It's fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Latin Jolene being the greatest yeah. player ever wear black and white stripes. Ever. Um, I honestly just love how. But, and I, and I did say this weeks ago, my worry was where we may finish now puts stress and pressure on the following season. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, in the window we're going to spend and everyone's going to get excited, as I will. Um, and it's a good comment. What happens if we do go... And I don't want to you know, go forward and be negative or anything like that, but like, let's say next season you, you have the first three games, first four games, you lose three and you draw one. I know that the heat will be on. Mm-hmm. The heat will be on. And it's... And I would hate, I don't want that to happen. Of course I don't, because I want, as I've said, I want how to be here. But 
Um, it, it depends on tough, how right? we're losing those games, though, doesn't it? And, and yeah, and McLaren, McLaren's time, right? When we were losing games, I thought we were playing all right. We we're playing all right. That's we're how we right. started the season, was it? Yeah, like, you know. Was it 2 2 that game? Southampton Open. Yes, it was, yeah. We played Unreal. Gabby's Cross for yeah. um, So Dan Witten says, um, as with any losing run, it depends on the manner of the losses. Very similar to the, the three games which were lost against Chelsea. It was Everton, one bad. And was Spurs. Yeah, so the Spurs one, of course, that was a shock to the system. And a bad second Happens. half in Everton, actually, as well, yeah. to be fair. But, uh, but but as, but as I say again, I mean... So what's, what what would you... Let's see, right? Let's see if we finish 10th. Now, shall we? Or? This season. Okay, right. What are you hoping for the next season? Uh, they are 8th. Agree. Would yeah. be great. Would be absolutely great. But a lot more comfortable than what we'll have been a comfortable this season. 10th. Yeah, yeah. like... It, so just be around that area for all season. Yes. My my dream is to... I mean, obviously, that's, we don't look at the table after four games because we could be bottom, but... Yeah. You know, when we're getting a bit of a stretch of the season, to be never truly looking over our shoulder. I don't want to see some graphic on Sky Sports on a Sunday going, "Oh, this is the six teams that could go down." Mm. I want to. I don't want to ever be in them graphics. Yeah. Um, to be able to be, you know, eleven, ten, nine, eight in around that region, in perhaps almost looking, is it possible if luck goes our way, we could get a European space? I am not saying I want to be in Europe. Yes, you are. You I'm, do want to be in Europe. Well, I, of course, you're not expecting to be in Europe. Yeah, I'm not expecting to be. Yes, I, I just love to be in the conversation of. Do you know what it is? They're not going to Newcastle's not going to be involved in a relegation battle, and there's a chance they could qualify for Europe. That would be lovely. That would be absolutely lovely. I agree, I agree. And if you do watch this channel on a regular basis, our friend Roger Banks, uh, Banksy, who does and a host extra time for ourselves, which is normally on a Friday evening around about eight o'clock, he doesn't see a reason why we can't challenge for European places next season. Um, since the run of form which we've seen since January, that's his argument. So Eddie Howe in the players that we've got now with additions in the summer, why can we not challenge for that top eight? We're not far off it now. In th- in theory, in theory, he's absolutely right. There, there is no reason why we couldn't. Um, if I'm a huge believer in momentum, a huge believer in that, and I remember not a quote. Everyone's favourite, but Alan Pardew said that when we finished fifth, it was momentum. We'll go after a great start. Yeah, we did, yeah. Sun in the way and all that type of stuff. We'll go after a good start and it will just roll the dice and when it went. I actually feel that the season ending is coming at the worst time possible, to be honest with you, because we are on this momentum train. And I guess it's one of them that I guess we'll come, well, of course, we'll, we'll talk every week about it. So we'll come back to it when the season starts. It, de- it, it depends, I think, on how you start the season. You know, maybe the fixtures, it all depends on the fixtures you're going to get. Um, because look at in isolation in terms of sample size you've got, of course there's no reason. If you're just if you're just basing it on results and um, since the turn of the year, why can't we be in the top eight? What? Why not? Agree. Yeah. But maybe this has been the the Newcastle United head on. It's not always as easy as that. Yeah. And we've seen that, you know, in the past. So, right, two more. Um, I'll, well, sorry, two are from the same person, so I'll quickly go through there. The first one says, this is from James, it says, did you ever do the goalkeeper shirts? Um, so the Battle of the Kids, no. We haven't done the goalkeeper shirt yet. We, we will be doing one. Yeah. Um, we've, we've currently done the the home uh, away Battle of the Kids, which it's probably one of the, the most entertaining and most enjoyable podcasts that we've Amazing. done together because we had a great, I think one of them went on for nearly three hours. Was that during lockdown? Was it, it was during lockdown been, and yeah. I think we're pissed the majority of the time to be fair, yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, you and your... Who wasn't in lockdown? And your gin, just drinking gin all yeah, night. Yeah, gin all night, yeah. They were mint though. And it, the graphics were mint where you had the shirt coming yeah. and I loved that. that was cool. so, so we will be doing Battle of the Kits but if you do want to look back over the previous ones which we have done that or amongst the videos just search for Battle of the Kits and you will see them. Like I said, we had a great time recording them. Yeah. Bestie, absolute cloud nine when he's talking about yeah. football kids. I think I think all of them are the same. Yeah. I think I know Bestie, of course, is the is the is the hero of kids. No yeah. question of that. But I think we all have a soft spot for talking about kids. And I think Monday night almost turned into a kid session. Like yeah, halfway through it's so Monday night, I've got to like just yeah, yeah. grab his a little bit yeah. and bring his back down. You're the boss. Thing and kids. You're the boss. No more. <laughs> the other guy. The other guy. He's the, the boss. other guy. <laughs> uh, right. Finally, this one is from our good friend Josh Stockton. 
Um, Josh has been in touch. Josh is going to join me for a podcast mm. at some point. Um, Josh, um, like I said on, on Monday night, always welcome here. We'll probably do something in the summer uh, during, obviously, the no football time. We'll do something. We'll get you in, mate, because you deserve it. The amount of donations that you have sent our way, mate, and we appreciate it massively. He says, hey, lads, hope you're both well. Uh, do you think we could follow in West Ham's footsteps and challenge for Europe next season? Moyes did that in his first full season after keeping them up. Says cause continues that with I'd be happy with a top ten personally. I think it's pretty much what we've just been talking about on, on the back of, of um, yeah. Rogers' rant on extra time. Um, <laughs> but there's no reason why we can't, and we're not sitting here saying that we will be challenging for Europe. But it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Not not at all, mate. We 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 could it, it, the right investment in someone. We will get the right investment. If you keep this core players, which we've got at the moment, with I reckon two, three editions of starting players, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we can can replicate what West Ham have done. Well, I definitely think it's they're they're the model, or I won't say the model, but the what's the word? The, the, in that between stage, on yeah, the between like, being the, the Man City and the Liverpool, you look then at them being and the, think, like the Wolves that are in between yes, that little gap. Yeah, and where Leicester are currently yeah, as well. Leicester, I think yeah, you know Leicester, sure. you would expect maybe to. I mean, that's the thing though. You've got you've got Wolves. You've got um, you'll have West Ham. You'll have uh, Leicester. That'll want to be what we're hoping to be, right? Like them, them clubs will not want to stand still either. But definitely, West Ham would be the, in my opinion, the club that you would look at and go, right, okay, can we replicate what them have done and mm. being the best of the rest? You know, you've obviously got the four and the five and all the rest of it. But uh, isn't it's a good shout, right? It's a good shout, and I I don't know if it's because I'm I'm holding back from the the thought of not wanting to put the pressure on or the or the the feeling of failure. Like because if everyone's talking about, well, we'll just do what West Ham did. Can we not just do what West Ham did? If we don't deliver that, what happened with Wolves? So Wolves were, I think it was in Europe, right, one year, mm-hmm. the seventh or sixth or something like that. Then they finished eighth, and all of a sudden they found themselves twelfth, halfway through a season, the bullet the manager. Yeah. Because the expectations it gets bigger. It changes, it? of course. It does. Um sniff of success and, and, and it changes. Yeah. Exactly. The goalpost move. And like I would rather we'll do it in a steady fashion than than like all of a sudden bang. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. <laughs> and I listen, the reason why I think I say that is I just want it to go right for how. And if that means, and I'm gonna be stupid here, if that means next season all of a sudden we're fifth. Well, all right, hey, so mm. be it. I'll take it, and I want to be. I want to be there. Of course, I do. I just don't want to put too many eggs in the basket too quick. If that's right, yeah, I, I fully agree with me. I, I really do. I really do. But I, like I said, I don't think there's there's anything standing in our way to challenge and fall those spots. I think the owners will be looking at those spots. As a fan base, probably not. But I think the owners will be looking at there. Well, I think the owners will be looking where we are now, mm. thinking what is, what have you achieved? This within is fourteen games. Eight, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've had a fourteen game head start. Uh, do you know what I mean? And yeah. like what you've achieved so far with the investment that we're willing to give you, this is what we could possibly achieve. Mm-hmm. And and no doubt about it. I, I you know, listen, injury free, listen, let's be fair, right? Let's be very, very honest here, right? You know, you might bring in two or three players, but what happens if Bruno got done after five games and he's out for six months? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm again I'm sounding negative, but yeah. if something like that happened, but personally speaking, I am still interested in what Wilson can do. Wilson's someone in the back of my mind that I think the, this next season is absolutely key for him because mm. he's he's. No, I don't think he'll play I again could this argue season. With Saint as well. Uh, possibly, yeah. I'm expecting big things from Saint next season. Possibly. I really am. I really am. But, but I'd love to see Wilson, Maxi, Bruno. You know, Ma- Wilson, Max, all them being in that team. When I think of it now, what what could I mean? We could be scary. Like what could actually be scary. Fraser coming back. Mate, strength I game. think right now, I think we're scary right now for teams. Well, we are. No, 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 no question of that. No question of that. I don't yeah. think Liverpool, yeah. I think Liverpool would have probably picked another fixture. I don't think they want to come to St. James's Park at the weekend. Um, No. They've got a great no. team. Them are, them are absolutely outstanding. They have got a great team. But then would but rather be playing. They're playing the second most. Yeah. The, well, the second team, that that's obviously picking the, the yeah. what's the word I'm looking for, the second most amount of points from them since the Yeah, no, absolutely right. Well, I mean, we haven't lost at home since last year. Yeah, so why would anyone want to come to our place? Why would anyone want to come to our building? Because we're, we're, it's a fortress at the moment. Um, and let's just see what happens on Saturday. But yeah. 
Right, so we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks everybody who's joined. Uh, it's been over 200 of you uh, most of the night, so we appreciate it massively. Um, like I said earlier on, if you do want to become a member for two ninety nine a month, you can do. So it helps us out massively. It helps us keep on producing content like this and keep on improving like we have done. As you can see, the, the, the quality of the, the recording has gone up a lot. You can see us in full HD now, unfortunately Sorry. for you Sorry. guys. Um, more shows as well. There's God knows how many shows coming out. Like I said, you do get early access to more videos. Hopefully we'll have a couple of more um, off-the-cuff podcasts coming and a couple more My United, which once again, that's always early access to people who are members. Most importantly with the membership as well, you do get access to the Telegram group, which I mentioned previously. Fantastic place. I love being in there. Um, De- I never really checks it. But oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Decker doesn't check it. I think, I'm not on my phone as much as you might think. Well, I think De- the reason Decker doesn't check it as much is probably you'll end up in a rabbit hole, mate, where you'll yeah, never yeah. got off it. Yeah. Because yeah. It, I feel it's like I have to comment and stuff, you know, yeah, and it's just it's yeah. constant. We'll, we'll try and get Decker make appearance now and again in there as well. Um, thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure as always. And me and Decker will see you at some point, hopefully over the weekend. If not, we will be back on Monday night for yeah. the Always Smiling Faces podcast. Like I said, more videos coming this week. You've got a match preview coming with um, Mark, Scott, Ian, and Jack on that one tonight. So look out for that. And we will see you next time. All the best, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.